What's going on, everybody? Thanks for tuning in to this week's podcast. I had to take a little break during the holidays um, to kind of get things going, but me and John recorded this podcast just before the Christmas break, and now we're back. So this is a episode before Christmas where we spoke about protein, the cost of things in the world today, and um, a few other things, why it's beneficial, stuff like that. So I appreciate you listening. Got a little bump in the episode since the two of us were on here, so that's that's exciting. If you if you got something from this and you were able to take some of the information and take action on it, that's the entire goal. But we appreciate you listening and taking a few minutes out of your day, um, really like an hour out of your day to take a listen to this podcast. It's, it's super helpful and um, it keeps us going. So thanks a lot for listening. If you enjoy the episode, make sure you share it. And yeah, enjoy the show. Talk to you soon. Later. All right. What is going on? Um, Strong Will Fitness Podcast. We are back. I have my, my co-host back with me this week. Um, and today we're, we're just going to get right into it. We are going to talk about protein. Um, and the reason we're going to talk about this is I actually read a research article or review, a research review um, on Mass. It's a subscription that I have. And um, I thought it was pretty interesting. Probably one of the biggest things that clients that I work with struggle with is getting an adequate amount of protein. So we're just kind of going to talk about what like mine and your understanding is of it, um, what the general recommendations are, and hopefully give some ideas. The intention is to give some ideas over things that are practical that people can actually do and um, take forward with them uh, into the new year. By the time everybody gets this, I honestly, I think it'll be about new year. So it'll be January by the time everybody hears this. Uh, so this is the first podcast of 2023. Yeah. In time for a New Year's resolution, everyone's going to the gym, getting ready. But this time, you're going to stick with it. That's yeah. Hopefully this is, this is the last time you start over. That's what we're looking for. That's the that's the charge for the year. Um, yeah. So let's jump right into it. So what is, uh, before we kind of get started on like the benefits of it and all that fun stuff, what are, what are you, how do you go about like, is that something that you prioritize? You, you prioritize getting adequate amounts of protein? Absolutely. Absolutely. So after the workouts, you know, you, you do all that, you do all those good workouts, you feel the strain, you'll, you'll feel the burn in your muscles after all that. And then you need to get fuel back into those muscles so they can start rebuilding and the building blocks of the body are proteins. So I know I tried to personally get protein in within four hours of a workout. I try to, or mm-hmm. sooner the better. And usually I go for a supplement with some orange juice after the workout to get the glucose, the sugar, and the protein all at the same time. And that's usually my post-workout. I try to get the protein after the workout initially. But throughout the day, I try to get into the, the food ways of Protein. I just, I just don't want to just drink protein powder all day. I try to get the natural proteins and like the beef, pork, chicken, or even you know some of the veggies that are you know chock full of the protein, like beans and whatnot. Yeah. Okay. Good deal. Um, and how many? Like, how are you supplementing? You said just with a shake, right? Yeah, I find the shakes are the easiest way to supplement. But lately, something we'll talk about is the cost is. I mean, with the the craziness of everything being more expensive, I'm starting to see protein becoming more expensive now. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. She just talked about it today because um, uh, I I just ran out, and um, she asked me which one I needed, and she's like, "Man, protein's getting expensive." And um, yeah, 
Yeah, that's um, that's valid. And we're going to get into that later. Like um, some barriers to getting adequate amounts of protein and kind of how to work your way around that. Um, cool. So I do fairly similar. I'm in a, a bit of a different spot than you now, but generally um, I do about about three to four servings of protein a day. And, um, and yeah, each of those are just spread out evenly throughout the day, like breakfast with my kids. Like I talked about in the last podcast, I eat breakfast with the kids. So I get about 20 to 30 for breakfast, about 20 to 30 for lunch. And then dinners, dinners the same. Um, sometimes lunch is my biggest meal. Sometimes dinner is my biggest meal. It depends on what I have going on, but I have a lot of, um, flexibility with those two meals, but breakfast is very consistent. And then whichever one of the other meals is larger then I make the adjustment. So if I have more protein at lunch, um, I may not eat as much at dinner. And that's only because I eat the three meals and my, my overall target currently is about a hundred grams per day. Are you, are you tracking that at all? Are you hitting about a hundred grams or? I try to hit um, my magic number seems to be 120. I try to hit 120 grams mm. of that protein. So I typically do match that number. But lately, all I do is I just try to make sure I get that protein shake right after workouts. And after that, I just try to make sure I hit those uh, proteins during the big meals like you, you know, during lunch. Uh, breakfast, I kind of keep it low. I just do like an oatmeal mm-hmm. just to help with the calories. And then at dinner time, I usually eat a good chunk of uh, protein during that time. So dinner's your largest meal then? Uh, yeah, somewhat. Well, it's about the same with the the afternoon meal to the dinner but yeah dinner seems to be a big meal while i'm work after work or you know cool and are you doing are you doing three meals a day are you doing like four or five i'm doing three meals a day i i did do four or five back in a day but i slowly transitioned to working around the family Mm -hmm. and they usually rotate around those three meals so i just kind of go with it yeah i think that's um that's pretty important i got on that kick a couple um like maybe a few years ago where it was like, all right, well, the idea of three to five or six meals is, is nice. But when you have a family and they're on, and you're trying to just get them on that schedule where it's like, all right, well, at least eat these in the military, you know, eat these three square meals a day. Um, that's, that's easier because it's not six meals. I like, I like to reduce friction with this stuff as much as possible. So if three meals is easier than six and you can get the calorie amount and get the protein in, then I think, um, three meals is better than six for some people. Now, if you have no issue with it because your lifestyle supports you eating six times a day and you can kind of spread those out and you need to have large uh, meals or you can't handle three large meals and that, then that makes sense for you. Um, yeah. But so with that being said, kind of getting into what are some of the benefits of protein are, why we need it, why it's important. And then we'll talk about some general recommendations and go from there. Um, what are your what are some benefits for you as far as we we've mentioned one already it's it's just the building blocks for for lean muscle mass right so right, right. more more protein you take in or the more consistent you are with taking in protein because I think a lot of people are going to find that the recommendation isn't isn't quite as much as you think but um it's still still fairly significant um but the more you take in the more lean mass you're going to build it's going to especially if you're in like a fat loss phase it's going to help you maintain some of that lean mass. So if you start to drop your calories, keeping your protein as high as possible, that makes sense, is going to help keep you from losing 
that lean muscle mass. So when you do drop body fat, you actually looks like you've done something. You get that lean look that everybody's kind of going right. for. Your muscles start to pop out because you don't have as much fat yes. on you. Yeah. And then this is when we oh, hear from our like workout buddies that say, oh, it's bulking season. It's bulking season because they take intake all that protein. So when it comes summertime, they could shred and mm-hmm. pretty much cut the calorie intake so they can look completely like a Marvel superhero by the time summertime comes around. Yeah. So and- you may hear some of your friends say, say those kind of terms of bulking or cutting. Right. Or I want to get, I want to get toned is, isn't, is one that you'd often hear what they're, what they're talking about is mm-hmm. leaning out, but protein is going to help keep lean muscle mass. So lean, lean mass is muscle tissue. Fat mass is fat tissue. You have both basically all the time. And some of those cells and tissues are larger than the others. So when you have a lot of lean mass, you're going to be able to see that more predominantly than if you have, if you have less fat mass by comparison and vice versa. Um, it's also responsible for um, maintaining a healthy weight and uh, helps with hunger. That's a, that's a big one for protein that I push right. for people right. is making sure that, you know, you're not, you're not hungry because if you're trying to drop body fat, then you have to be in a calorie deficit, like period. Yeah, absolutely. Cause yeah. what happens is when you don't eat consistently, you, you know, some people, you have to find a, a schedule that works for you. Now, if eating three meals a day works for you, that's great. But if you notice that you're getting hungry and then you're having to, you're getting these cravings and it works at your detriment, like eating sweets or high calorie sodas or something, thinking that that is going to help you get through your day, you're actually, you know, it's actually hurting yourself rather than, you know, getting the benefit of the protein to help you get through those, you know, cravings. Would you agree? Yeah, for sure. I actually had a, um, had a conversation with somebody, oh, it's probably been about a month ago now. And without getting too far off topic, but I think it's, I think it's important to differentiate and maybe it'll land why this is important. But um, the conversation was around like how much protein you should have versus how much carbs you should have. And somewhere along the way, she understood it as, well, if I eat these many carbs, then that's going to help me stay fuller longer, which... I honestly don't know where she got that from. That probably would have been a good question to ask her, but where I was trying to understand is what the gap was between how much protein she was eating by comparison to how many carbs she was eating because she was overeating on carbohydrates and um, not eating enough protein. So carbohydrates are really easy to overeat on um, depending on the source, right? Most of them are mm-hmm. not are pretty highly processed. They They digest quickly. It's very quick energy is going to give you that quick bump everybody's gone and had a burrito in the middle of the day and then took a nap later on in the middle of the day because it's fucking good. And um, there's a lot of just fast burning carbohydrates and, and fats and proteins. There's a lot of everything and it's just really heavy on the whole system and it's hard for you to digest it. Um, So really trying to close the gap between how people understand what protein does and how it keeps you full, how it keeps you full longer because it digests slower. And it goes in that order. So if you're eating fats, proteins, and carbs, fats are going to digest a little bit slower than proteins. Proteins are going to digest a little bit, are significantly slower than carbohydrates. Carbohydrates are going to be the fastest digesting food that you get. Um, eat a chip. It's not hey, going to keep you very long. There eat, you go. Get a bite of steak. You're going you're gonna to feel a little bit better. All right. Hey, I just marked a clip for a minute. I just stepped in to say something. 
but it, it's like you froze out a little bit, so I did mark it. So you should see it on your side. Okay. Yeah, I got it. All right. Anyway. Cool. Starting um, over. And three, two, one. Oh, you're just kind of lagging too, buddy. Oh, well. We'll keep it going. I'm not going to worry about it too much. We're going to see how it picks up on the back end. All right, cool. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, so, so yeah, that's, that's really the benefits of protein. And, um, I say we hit the nail on the head with that big, big pieces. It's going to, well, yeah, big pieces. It's going to help support lean mass and, um, it's going to help keep you fuller longer. And, uh, the other one that I'm a huge fan of is I consider it, I think of lean mass, like, um, like wood to a fire. That's how I explain it to people a lot. You know what I mean? So if the more lean mass you have, the higher your metabolism burns. Okay. Now the same can be said for, for fat mass at a certain extent. If you have a lot of fat mass, your, your body has to work very hard to try to burn off any amount of that to, to kind of keep you up to date. You know what I mean? Or keep you alive. Right. But, um, fat mass, lean mass is just going to do it better for you. It's more efficient fuel for the fire. So um, that's how I explain it to people. If we can get you to intake enough protein that's appropriate for your goal, lift weights progressively and consistently, then what's going to happen is you're going to start to notice that your metabolism kicks up. You're going to start to get that bump in energy. That's where that comes from. Everybody's like, I started working out. I got all this energy and I started fixing my food. Well, yeah, because you're eating better food that includes protein right, and you're lifting right. weights. You're doing resistance training. So your energy is it's supposed to go up. That's supposed to happen. You should be excited about it because that's awesome. But that's right. what's supposed to happen. That's where that energy comes from. It's not solely from the exercise. It's what's happening under the hood that you're catching the benefit from. Exactly. Eating, I, I don't think a lot of people realize that eating clean is a big difference. Now, eating clean, I'm meaning like getting away from the processed foods, cooking your own meals. Mm -hmm. If you cook your own meals alone, we've had this discussion before, you can improve your your calorie intake and also the amount of energy and protein you're getting just from cooking your own meals as well. And it, it actually helps you stay away from all the bad foods. Yeah. And that's, that's really a good first step for people is, you know, don't worry so much about, well, how much food do I need to eat? How many calories do I need to, how much protein? Like, yeah, that's important, but a really easy place to start because for some people that are super busy, that's overwhelming. Just cook. If, in five days out of the week, four of those days, cook your meals at home. You're going to see a difference. Don't eat like an asshole on the fifth day, right? It'll be ridiculous. Right. But out of those four, four out of those five days, if you cook your meals from home and you do that for four to six weeks, you're going to notice that your energy is different, how you feel is different, your bowel movements are better, everything. You sleep better. Everything is going to start to improve just because you've had more meals at home. Because I believe for the most part, a lot of people, especially like around our age, they know, they have an idea of what healthy food is. I think very few people, there are, to my surprise, there are people that don't know. They, they're lost in the sauce and they need a lot of help. Um, but uh, the majority of people, I think they know what healthy food looks like. Good food versus bad food. I think if you gave them a chart with a list on there, they could pick it out. No, that's not, that's probably not the greatest option for you versus, yeah, that's good. That'll probably be fine. I think yeah, especially is. that those that order a lot out as well too. They order from Grubhub or they're going out to order all their food to go. Your wallet's going to thank you as well too if you start cooking yourself. Yeah, 
Yeah. And you're going to start to get that benefit from like, I think we said it again, twice, uh, both ends, but it does matter, right? Like financially being able to make that change with your nutrition does matter. So now as an easy example, when you're like, oh, well, I can't afford to go to the, as an example, I'm not getting in anybody's pockets, right? But just as an example, something that I've heard from people in the past, I can't really afford to go to the gym down the street that cost me $19.99 because I don't have the money, but I eat out seven times a week. You change that right. and you eat at home four out of five days a week. I guarantee you, you now have the money to go to the gym to start to include exercise into your lifestyle. And you probably still have a little bit left over. Yeah, exactly. Because regardless of what people think about Planet Fitness, they have the equipment that you need to get the job done. Right, right. But yeah. So w- digressing back into the protein. So what are some ways, strategies that you have to try to get those protein sources? Because as we discussed, protein's getting expensive. Because yeah. the typical way is to go get that powder, right? So what are some uh, ways you think is good to substitute and also to use to strategically get that protein in throughout the day? So I used to be, I used to be hard and fast on like, all right, well, if you're going to have protein, you need to eat it from whole food sources first. But then as I go back and I look at like all the exercise logs that I have and the notes that I've taken, I've almost always included a protein supplementation as a primary source of me getting enough protein. Um, Now, because I eat three meals a day, I don't take a protein shake every day. Um, One day or two days it's a shake. The other days it's, um, it's food. It's whole food. It's like an omelet. Usually for breakfast is when I play around and I kind of alternate said lunch and dinner vary. Um, but the couple of ways that I do it are super simple. I like to think of it as what's easy and what's going to work period. Forget all the fluff and how you feel about it and all that other stuff. Talk talk about me personally. What is it that's going to get the job done? And let's do that. Protein powders, but with about 25 to 30 grams of protein in them, that's going to get the job done for me, period. I don't, my wife's a little more, she's a little more serious about, oh, well, what's in the ingredients and how much does it have in there? And I think that's important if you're going to do, if like a long-term strategy, like you plan on eating protein for a long period of time, you know, pay attention to the protein that you're using because there is a bunch of fillers and stuff in there. But if this is like a short-term fix and you're trying to be mindful of your budget, Get a protein that you can afford that you don't mind the taste and it doesn't upset your stomach. And again, kind of hits that 25 to 30 gram protein mark per serving. You can just check that on the back of the label and then um, drink that. So that's my, that's my first source of protein 50% of the time Right, is a protein shake. If I'm either a super busy, which currently I am. So it's holiday season. Yeah. If, and then I have a bunch of stuff going on with my primary job. And then I also have my coaching that's doing, that's doing well currently. So um, I'm currently fairly busy. So I want it to be as simple as possible and I have a lot to think about. So a shake is in my, in my routine about 50% of the time. Um, secondly, whenever I'm choosing places, like if I'm going out to eat, I will um, I'll look at what the protein source I'm going to go for first. So I always lead with that. If I'm looking at a meal or at a menu, what's the protein inside of it? And how can I kind of, can I either get it separately or can I just pair it with something that makes more sense? So I try to keep it as light as possible. What's the protein source? What's the vegetable source? And in the middle of the day, I don't, I try real hard not to take any um, heavy starches in or a lot of fat because I know that's going to take away some energy from me in the middle of the day. 
Yeah. And um, I, I have a lot to do. I can't really afford that. So lunch, I try to make it as light as possible. And dinner, like kind of like you, dinner for the most part is my heaviest meal and it's protein heavy. But 100 grams a day is what I'm aiming for um, on average. And I think that's a, I think that's a good start for most people, for most people, yeah. because it's not, the old recommendation was one gram per pound of body weight. Um, for me, right. that would be like 185 grams of protein. I can't do that right now. Yeah. I think we have to be more sensible as well, too, when it comes down to it. Because in reality, you know, if we were to match that, then, you know, you'd have people taking three or four um, shakes a day. And, yeah. you know, it, it gets expensive. So you have to be you have to be uh, careful because these supplements are pricey, but they're very useful. Um, yeah. I think some of the some great ways, some great food items that I know on the go that I like to use eggs. I love eggs. Oh, yeah. Now, I try to stay away from the yolk, though. I'll do two yolks just to keep my cholesterol good, but then mm -hmm. I'll use egg whites once in a while. So maybe add two more egg whites to the eggs in the morning to really get a good uh, protein fix. Mm -hmm. um, I also like the tuna packets. Those are relatively inexpensive or the tuna, tuna in the can. Yep. I like those because uh, those are protein. Uh, those are packed. And also um, the chicken breast. Yeah. Chicken breasts are easy to come by at the store. And honestly, if you're, I know if you haven't done meal planning in general, typically you can go ahead and plan, gra grab enough uh, chicken breasts to cook for five days, prep all these meals before your work week. Take Sunday to just take the afternoon to prepare your meals, get a sauce, maybe even two, prepare those, get some broccoli or easy to prepare vegetable. And there you go. You got some food for lunch. Throughout the weekend, you can add some uh, carbs in there too. But, you know, there's many options out there. It doesn't have to be expensive. You can use some things to help you supplement without having to just say, I need to go buy expensive proteins. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I do. I do the egg whites too. And you ever seen, you worked in a hospital. You know how on the charge nurse desk, they always have like during the holidays or Halloween, they always have like the candy bowl, like right at the, right at the front desk. Have you seen that? What was that? Like the so candy you cut bowl. out again. Let's mark that. Hold on. Do that one more time. I just had the marker. Okay. Um, you know how like during the holidays they have like the candy bowls and they kind of, they're sitting at the charge nurse desk and everybody goes by and it's like something just to snack on while you're working. Right. Right. So right. I kind of take a cue from that. And I've talked to clients about this before. Have something to have something ready to like combat that. You know what I mean? So if it's like, Oh man, I'd love a candy bowl. In my office, in my desk, I have tuna packs. So I actually use tuna packs too, but I keep them, I keep them kind of as a delay. Ugh. Hold on. Yeah, okay. I was just nodding my head, just like going with it. Like, hopefully it, it looks like it's in sync. Yeah, um, we'll see how it comes out. But um, I keep them because it looks like it's uploading quickly, but it's just not showing on that end. But anyway, um, but I'll keep tuna packs. Um, at my desk and I'll have those throughout the day just in case like, okay, I'm short on food or whatever. So the first thing I go for is usually um, heavy in protein. So whenever I have the option of, Ooh, I'd like a snack. Well, where's it's always my, my thought process is always, okay, what protein am I going to eat? But we may have to shoot this again.
Oh, wow. That was a big one. Thank you there. It just, <laughs> it just keeps the, catching the lag. Yeah. <clears throat> Let's see. Disabled our recording. Everything is uploading quickly. I'm not sure what it is. Hold on a second. But I don't want to spend too much time on it. Um, we'll see how it comes out. If we have to, we'll, we'll scratch yeah, it. Yeah, don't worry about it. Just, just, yeah, just keep it on. I mean, but, we um, got a, a lot of good stuff, so we'll just cut all this out. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, so I'll do that. So it's always, what's the protein source? And then the next question is, okay, what's the, what's the fruit or vegetable source? So, like, heavy carbs are, like, the last thing I think about. Which right. some people think, well, that's crazy because how are you going to have any lean mass? Well, because I'm not not eating them at all. I'm just not. They're just not yeah. the priority. They're just not the priority on my plate. Right, right. Because when they are, then I miss the the bigger hitters for for my nutrition and what my goal is, and that's making sure I get adequate amounts of protein. Um, Absolutely. But yeah. but yeah, what about um? Well, you already talked about that. You do the you do the um, tuna packs. What about fruits, vegetables? You include that stuff in your day? I know that's not protein. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, you go to a grocery store, bananas are cheap, apples are cheap, you know, and your veggies too. I mean, the grocery stores are just giving these fruits away at times. If you go look around, sometimes they're on clearance half the time because they're about to go bad. But, you know, all it takes is a simple, simple Google search to see what you can make with that uh, vegetable. And just take a day and learn how to cook a new vegetable and just make sure to get those in in a good portion. But absolutely, yeah. Grocery stores definitely have everything you need uh, with that. So uh, my big heavy hitters are uh, broccoli, bananas, and uh, apples. Apples, just easy. Throw it in the lunch bag, good to go. Just chomp on uh, down on it when I need a little energy boost. Yeah, and I think it's important to know that, you know, that the intention is to make it as simple as possible. Right. Especially if you're looking, when you're looking for a specific goal, um, in my mind, and what I want to help people with is to remove as many like big barriers as possible. Right. So if time is a barrier, okay, let's, let's figure that out. Let's work that out and see if we can, I can't, I can't change time. There's always going to be 24 hours in a day. Mm -hmm. How do we, how can we set priorities and move that around? um, So it makes sense. And then for food, let's keep it simple. Like I had a client a couple of weeks ago, she was, she was kind of stalled out on her weight loss and, um, you know, she'd been tracking her food kind of, but eating a little bit all over the place. And it was hard to kind of nail down. Okay. Well, what's, what's the missing piece here. And a really simple strategy I learned a while ago is, well, and I still kind of do, um, was eat the same thing every day for two weeks. Yeah. Lost six pounds. So that now, will that happen for everybody? I don't know, but it worked for her. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because that, that was a strategy that we tried. And um, it was to see, okay, well, when you eat the same things, you're, you're clearly hitting your deficit because you're experiencing weight loss. It's important to know that. How do you know if you're, oh, I think you froze again. Dude, then you just go so still. You're either froze or... <laughs> Yeah. So, and he's back. Do you hear me while while you're frozen? Am I frozen? Did I did I freeze up? No, you did. I'm good now. Yeah, you're good. So, I think another, um, like you said, it's just like the Mark Zuckerberg. You know, he only has one T-shirt that he wears: the dark gray shirt. Why? Because he wanted to make it easy. He didn't want to think about what he had to wear for the day. Same yeah. thing. So, I'm kind of like uh, one of your clients. What I do is in the mornings, I grab an oatmeal packet. 
and some raisins. That's all I do. Mm-hmm. Put a little hot water in, oatmeal, raisins, boom, same meal every day. And it takes off one difficult item of choosing what to eat in the morning. And that's something I've been consistent with. So I, I 100% endorse that method. Yeah, especially when you get ready for work and you need to get there on time, it's easy. I think if you, I think if you left, left most people to their devices and they were like serious about something that they wanted to accomplish, they they inherently will do that without some mm-hmm. without somebody telling them. Not everybody, but I think most people will. I think most people, if they pay attention to their food, they're pretty close to around the same thing every day. Are the same something, same food, same meal frequency, same time that they eat. Like there's something good that you're already doing in your nutrition routine that you can lean into and make some really mm-hmm. good progress. But um, you kind of need, sometimes you need some help to see the forest through the trees so you can figure that out. Because when you got a lot Absolutely. of stuff going on, it's, it's hard to know that. But um, like you said, just have to simplify it. That's all you need to do. You know, you we don't really need to follow these weightlift, these big time weightlifters or fitness influencers that have six meals a day and perfectly portioned meals. You don't have to go buy one of those big meal kits. Just simplify how you eat to get your protein in, so you can get through the day. And you know, there's a lot of strategies out there, but keeping it simple is the best strategy. Yeah, for sure. Keeping it simple as possible so it can be as consistent as possible, I think, is the best strategy. Um, and to kind of go into really quickly the um, the research review that I that I read. So it's it's for strength sports. The people, the guys that review it, um, it's called Mass Monthly Application of Strength Sport. It's just a really a really simple way for me to consume information on exercise that's not Instagram. Or TikTok. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. I put stuff. Well, up. and then the big difference is this is actually research that is yeah. backed. Yeah. So I mean, it's not just anyone just throwing anything out there. Right. And I mean, uh, people. And these guys have a lot of good recommendations. And um, right. They, they're these guys are doctors. They went to school for this stuff, so they're definitely sharp on it for sure. Um, and I like how they put it out. But something that I think is important, and they mention it too, is like all the research in the world uh, doesn't. It doesn't take place on hard work. If you're not, if you're not doing the work, like you can read as many articles as you want. So I definitely want to lead with that. Like, yeah, this is, this matters, but a lot of it is to give you an idea so you can develop frameworks about how individual you as an individual can go and can go and execute this stuff, right? So the recommendations that I'll talk about here in a second, they are they're that they are recommendations, and sometimes for some people, I like to think of them as benchmarks. Right. So like 100 grams is not absolute. It's a benchmark. Right. It's a place to get to. So you have something to reach for. I think when you're setting goals, you have to have those benchmarks. So that way you always know you're working towards something. So if this week out of my five meals, I only hit 100 grams of protein twice next week, what I'm reaching for, my aim is to hit three meals with 100 grams of protein. Yes. And then you always have that next step forward you can take. So when people say things like, I'm just trying to get a little better every day, we can actually quantify that and show progress over time. So that way, and then ultimately get you the results you want. So it's not like just a catchphrase. Yes. Because that's what's going to happen in 2023. Everybody's a catchphrase. My goal is just get a little better every day. How are you going to do that? Right. Let's, let's set that out. Right. And um, I think it's a really good strategy. But um, what are your... What is your understanding of like uh, protein recommendations? What do you, what guideline do you usually follow? If any at all. 
You know, honestly, I, I really don't. I just kind of go with it where after I have a good workout, I try to get at least 30 grams of protein because I know throughout the day I get my protein in. So when I do my workouts, especially the heavy, hard ones, mm-hmm. I try to get the protein in right away. And I just I just make sure I have a good protein um, source. I honestly, I don't track now. I used to back when uh, we were working together, yep. but now I've just gotten the habit of making sure that, you know, they have... They have those old charts. It's probably not even legitimate anymore. They've mm-hmm. changed that my plate like five times. You know what I'm talking about? The government one. Yeah. Anyway, I try to get at least like a protein source. What is it? The palm of your hand, yep. at least that much. So I try to at least take that much each meal. And yep. uh, that's my way. I don't really do like any significant tracking. Cool. So that's that's awesome. And I actually like that too, as far as it goes. I don't. I don't currently track them. There are people that just ask me about it, right? And my my tracking of protein as of now is same same as yours. Palm of my hand. If you look at my hand now on camera, it probably is really weird looking. But my hand versus your hand, you you're a bigger guy than me. You're probably going to have and require more protein than me, right? Your hand is your size right. for your body. My hand is my size for my body. The palm of your hand, <laughs> right? So yeah. two to three um, servings of protein is going to land you. Per per meal, or one to two servings of protein per meal is going to land you about twenty to thirty grams of protein, and that's about that has about a ninety something percent accuracy um, per some research and some stuff put out by Precision Nutrition, which was a nutrition coaching um, company that I I did a certification for years ago, and um, they they came out with that recommendation, um, and I think that's a really good place for people to start. As far as, okay, well, I'm eating three meals a day and I'm going to have one to two servings that are about the size of the palm of my hand. So that's that's my recommendation overall. As far as amounts for health and performance and strength based on whatever your goal is, this is why I like the palm thing because the numbers are kind of all over the place, right? Because it starts to become like, all right, well, what's optimal and what's for health and what's in the middle? It gets very confusing. And it could be it could be too distracting as well, too. Especially like who carries a scale with them, especially when you go out to eat. Yeah. Do you know how so, obnoxious that would be if you pull out a scale like, hey, I have to make sure that I uh, weigh my food before I eat, so don't mind me. Just give me a minute. You know, it's yeah. not we gotta be more realistic with the way we eat. Yeah, I think that's <laughs> a lot. And there's there's definitely a place in the middle where you can, you know, you can have a mix. I like to think of them as tools. Right. So if one tool is when I'm out and I'm trying to figure out how much food I eat and I want a good serving of protein, I'm going to use the palm of my hand to measure that serving and kind of land it. But if I'm home and I have my scale and that's something I just want to check in on as you know, just oh, absolutely. Yes. where I'm landing, then um, I think that's appropriate for some people, too, if it aligns with your goal. But if at any point it's like, all right, well, I'm doing this and it seems like a job. I don't know that. I know I'm not a fan of that. And back when I was 26 years old. That's what I did. I think I talked about it before. I had an alarm on my watch, and every couple of hours, I'd stop whatever I was doing, and I'd eat. But I was single. I had no kids. I was only responsible for myself, and um, I had all the time in the world to do that. That is not currently my lifestyle, so that's not realistic for me. Not at all. Not at all. Yeah. um, Sometimes I I even forget to eat. And I'll tell you what, when I forget to eat, it's disastrous. Like. I'll I'll hit this crash, and it's kind of strange because you would think that uh, food wouldn't do that to you, but yeah, if you don't eat, you'll start be feeling sluggish and you'll just drag throughout the day. So I mean, 
anyway, I digress. My bad. <laughs> it's fine. Um, yes, yeah, so I think that's that's pretty important. But yeah, the numbers are back to the numbers of it. They're kind of all over the place, and I'm going to kind of throw them out there. Not as nothing that's not important. Um, I'm going to link the study that these guys referenced in the show notes. So if anybody wants to go through and actually look at them and compare them and, you know, spend time kind of spinning your wheels on that, I don't recommend it, but people like what they like. So if it's something that you're into. Hey, listen, we got some engineers out there that that love numbers and crunching yeah. numbers. If that's your thing, go for it. Yeah, Have people a like blast. what they like. And if, um, if you feel like maybe, you know, you're stuck and you've tried other strategies and they haven't worked, then spending some time tracking your calories and paying attention right. to it, that could, that could be of some benefit to you. Tracking, tracking is a very effective method. So if you haven't tried that, yeah. you want to try something, try tracking. For it, sure. is a, it is a skill. I think it's for most people with long-term ambitions of fitness. I think it's a short-term strategy versus something that you do for a long period of time. But um, I do think in the short run, it, it can be very beneficial. And uh, yeah, people should should give it a shot if it's something that they're into. But the the lower end of the spectrum, and these are going to be per kilogram, right? And we can kind of play around with some numbers that our body right. might want and kind of see what that looks like. Um, and you'll kind of see where they where they start to match up. So the study overall shows that, and every study on protein kind of shows this, um, that at the higher ends of protein intake, there's more benefit to gain um, larger muscle size or hypertrophy. And um, there's some gains in strength. How significant they are, it's like, all right, well, how much strength do you want to gain and what are you training for? Um, right. But on the, and then there is like a point where it's like, all right, well, mm, like this won't really benefit you for performance anymore, but you'll still be okay. And then there's like, well, you need to have at least this much just for health. Like just to right. kind of maintain your body and hold on to some, an average amount of lean muscle mass as you age is kind of where where those three things are at. I don't have clever names for them. So right. lower end, middle end, high end is what we're going to okay. call them. <laughs> um, and then if you're in a, de it doesn't matter what happens. If you're not, if you're de uh, in a deficit of not eating enough, you're going to start losing muscle mass, correct? Yeah. Yeah, you can. You can start losing muscle mass. So we see athletes all the time. They eat like, you know, they're, you know, especially like soccer players now that the World Cup is wrapped up. Congratulations, Argentina, by the way. Right. But so the soccer players, they have to eat all these calories in order to keep up with the amount of energy they're putting out on the field for 90 minutes, correct? Yeah. And honestly, they, they do the negative effect if they don't eat that much. Yeah. Yeah, for sure they will. So, and, but I mean, those guys are, again, it, that's where I think like lifestyle comes into play. That's, that's what they're getting paid for. The, right. the, the two dads on this show were, we're getting paid to go do whatever our primary job is. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> right. And it, but it's still in the same sense, it matters. Right. But our, our level of performance has to do with how we support and take care of our families, um, which is, which can be just as important, but our championship game is every day when our, we get exactly. to see how, how our kids treat us um, and how, how well we're doing for them. But, um, right. but yeah, on the lower end, the, um, the recommendation from the Registered Dietitian Association, RDA, is about 0.8 grams per kilogram. Mm -hmm. So that's not even a pound per kilogram. So I'm 84 kilograms. So that's that's fairly low. I think it's something like 60, 68 kilograms or something random like that. Um, I'm going to do the math real quick. 
67 kilograms, 67, oh Jesus, 67 grams of protein. Like that's, that's the lowest amount. Now, where is it at? And you're back. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, but, um, but 67 grams of protein is like the lowest part that I can get. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, on the high end or middle end, middle range, anywhere from like about 1.5 to 1.6 grams. So that's still less than what is normally recommended at your body weight. That's about 134 grams of protein a day. I really wonder if this is still recording. I don't I see the recording. What's that? I see the recording on mine. Yeah, I see it recording on mine. We'll see how it looks. We're just going to have to cut it up. But um, yeah, I'm not sure because it's showing that you're that you're uploading just as fast as I am. So I don't understand okay. what that's about. But anyway. Um, but yeah, 60, about 67 grams of protein. On the low end, middle end for me is around 134 and high end at 2.2. That's about where I hit my body weight at 184. I see. Okay. Yeah. And so what does that mean? Uh, currently, it means that those are all benchmarks based on what my goal is. Right now, I'm closer to the middle range, like 134. Um, and I'm comfortable with that. Like, that's easy for me to do. I don't have to overcomplicate it. If I were to ever go into something where it's like, all right, I'm going to do a fat loss phase then maybe 2.2 grams per kilogram, um, I start to flirt with that. Because I'm small, so if I lose lean mass, I'm just going to look saggy. Yeah, I think I just look saggy. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah are- I'm a bigger guy, so I've consistently just been, um, you know, I don't know, for me, I haven't been tracking the numbers, but I have been noticing that I'm like – you know, when I do work out consistently, you know, I am getting bigger. So mm. I know I'm taking in enough protein because I can actually see the the growth, honestly, because, you know, I am doing heavy workouts. I'm trying, I like the aesthetic of looking bigger. So, you know, my shirts, I could feel getting a little tight on my back. I didn't put it on backwards. It's actually, you know, I could feel it. So, exactly. What do so, you, um, are you, are you currently trying to do that? Is that your intention is to get a little bit bigger? It was not my intention. It's just a byproduct of, you know, uh, cause honestly I'm just trying to, cause I feel like I'm losing weight at the same time a little mm-hmm. bit. So, um, but yeah, no, I'm just kind of going with it because as of now I'm using fitness as a stress relief and also just to manage my stress. I mean, stress relief and also just wellness just to stay healthy. So, um, I'm not even in doing it for the weight management at this point. Okay, but it's it's a great byproduct. But I I definitely use it too, you know. So I don't have like it's more of like my behaviors that I can manage at home, not having outbursts or getting angry easily, or you know, just general stress that adds up. So I don't blow my top. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So, so just the way to wind. But that's a discussion. That's a discussion for another talk that we'll have. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I'd- Definitely have some thoughts on on stress management and exercise. Um, I think that's pretty interesting. But yeah, um, so those are 
those are recommendations. And I thought it was interesting because again, they're kind of like all over the map. And the reason I picked it was like, well, fuck man, who the hell's supposed to like know all this shit? Like that just seems like a lot of math. And again, if that's something that your personality kind of leans into, then go for it. You know what I mean? Weigh it, track it, freeze it. I'm waiting for you to come back. We're going to see. Um, Yeah, weigh it, track it, and just kind of go from there. But yeah, but I don't know. So, but I don't think it's anything that um that you have to do. I don't think it's anything that you like need to track or you need to weigh. But if it's something you're trying to get a hold of, you're trying to tighten down on it. I did a podcast maybe a year and a half ago about short term intensity, and that was probably my most listened to episode. Like ever, which is pretty cool because it was kind of just a rant about it. But um, that one talked about, you know, strategies that are a little more intensive, a little more time consuming for people that you have to have a lot of intention on. And I think anything like that, that you're doing for longer than 12 weeks, you're going to start to experience a ton of hiccups and have a hard time with it. Most people, some people, again, that have that personality trait that are like fans of just trying to dig into that stuff. They're, they're going to do well with it for maybe a little bit longer. But ultimately, I don't believe they're long-term strategies. I think things that are long-term strategies are, you know, drinking a lot of water, getting plenty of sleep, moving every day. Yes. Make sure you're getting plenty of protein. Small behaviors. Yep. Eating fruits and vegetables at amounts that make sense for what your goal is um, and how you navigate that. I mean, there's a bunch of different ways to do that. You have to find what works best for you. I think we laid out a lot of those um, here today, though, and um, I think they'll all be pretty helpful uh, for people listening to it. Absolutely. And remember, for protein, though, if you guys need to get those protein shakes, um, you know, you can find protein powder at your local grocery store. But, uh, you know, Amazon or some of your bigger, like, warehouse stores seem to have the best prices, but do know that the prices are going up, so... Just look around your area and see if you could find a good protein powder and, you know. Yeah, there's definitely. Just use, use that for a supplement. There's plenty of supplementations out there, you know. Get, get one you like, enjoy, and, you know, use it to uh, supplement your work as, it, as it's designed to do. Yeah, it's meant to supplement your nutrition and meant to supplement your workouts. Food is expensive. Protein is expensive. Um, they, both of those things need to be budget-friendly. People will tell you, get this protein because it has X, Y, and Z in it. And that's valid. They're, that is the truth. Um, but you're in control of your wallet and your goals. So um, yes. you know, get what's budget friendly for you that I think it's important that um, you know you can tolerate the actual powder that you're putting into your body. Because most, most protein shakes, they come with like, oh, well, this kind of bothered my stomach. I took one a while ago when I was, when I was selling supplements on the internet and it messed my stomach up. And, um, yeah, I just stay away from supplement, uh, supplements that, that don't agree with me. And, um, I keep yeah. them within, within our budget line for that stuff. Right. And, um, yeah, and it usually works pretty well. So yeah, just be, just be mindful. Everybody knows that be mindful of your budget and how much you have to spend on it. And then, yeah, you get it figured out. Right. Exactly. Anything else? What do you think? You think we, think we covered? I mean, I think, I think we hit it with the protein. Yeah. Yeah, I think so too. Get that protein in, get big, get swole, get toned. And we spent, I thought it was going to be faster, but we spent, we spent quite a bit of time on it. Um, so we're going to save the rest of our stuff for, for the next episode. Um, Fantastic. 
yeah but uh everybody's listening appreciate you tuning in um if you like it subscribe to the channel if you're watching this video on facebook you know follow the facebook page um right now these are only posted on facebook uh because um that's where we're gonna post them for a while uh just working yeah. stuff out i'm a big fan of keeping it simple and doing one thing at a time um i treat the coaching business the same way that i treat fitness one thing at a time and stick to it till you get really good at it and then add something else so um I treat it the same way. I don't try to overwhelm myself. So, um, but yeah, these are on Facebook. If you like it, you know, follow the page, share with your friends. That's, that's helpful. Cause ultimately we want this information to help people. And um, yeah, give us a comment, anything else you want to hear, anything else you want to talk about, but otherwise appreciate you listening. John, thanks for being here, man. It was, it was great hanging out with you guys. All right. Talk to y'all soon. See you next time. Bye. Yeah. All right. So if you made it all the way to the end of this episode and you again enjoyed what you heard. I know there are a few bumps in there as far as our audio or recording. There's a there's a video version of this you can find on Facebook if you want to look at the whole thing. Um, but we had a little bit of a hiccup with that, but that seems to have been fixed and um, moving forward. So I appreciate you taking the time, being patient through that episode for us to get our stuff together. But if you listen to the whole thing, I'd like to say first thank you and offer you a opportunity that twenty five percent discount on our Busy Body Blueprint program. It's um it's a one on one program that I coach, and it's for career driven men and women over the age of thirty that want to lose fifteen pounds in twelve weeks without spending time a bunch of time in the gym. So if you're busy but you want to include exercise and good nutrition behaviors that will last you a lifetime into your lifestyle, then shoot me a message on Facebook, Strong Will Fitness or Alfred Wilson, and um yeah we'll help you. We'll have a conversation and help you get started. Again, really appreciate you listening to the show and talk to you soon. Later.